last week on the Joes on the Pros podcast that this Pittsburgh fan base in Heinz Field going up against the Browns two weeks after the whole Miles Garrett situation is going to be epic. The crowd is going to be crazy, and I think that they are somehow, even though they are probably not the better team right now, I think they're going to edge out a win. Give me the Bills and the Colts in the wild card right now. I think the Bills' defense is so dominant, it's definitely going to put them in position to be in the playoffs. And since the Titans have started Ryan Tannehill, they have been on a roll here. And they are going into Indianapolis, and I know the Colts have the Titans number, but that's going to be a tough win. San Francisco heads to Baltimore in a matchup of elite teams right there. And in that one, i got to say, honestly, I'm taking San Francisco. You are now tuning in to the Joes on the Pros podcast with your host, Juni Riddle and Casey Warner, covering all the latest topics in today's sports. Definitely a weekend that lived up to what we expected it to. A lot of great matchups and a lot of big matchups that were going to have playoff implications. One game in particular, though, Casey, that I saw that had a huge implication on the NFC playoff picture was Monday Night Football with the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks edged them out in a shootout out there in Seattle. Russell Wilson, MVP candidate, along with Lamar Jackson, absolutely made his case as to why he is up there with Lamar. So Casey, tell me what you saw from that game and tell me after the Seahawks had beaten the Vikings in that shootout, how do you see uh, this really impacting the NFC coming playoff times as we you know, finish out the regular season in the NFL? Well, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks have just completely blown me away this season. My expectations were definitely not that high of them going into the season. I had them just missing the playoffs at 10-6 and 6 in our preseason predictions, and they have just completely dominated the NFC and the NFC West this year. You know, what can I say about Russell Wilson? He's definitely in the MVP conversation. Don't know if he's got the edge over Lamar right now. Lamar's putting up some crazy numbers, but definitely, you know, Russell Wilson is the key to that team right now. He is a winner. He has continued to show it throughout this season. He is running that offense very, very efficiently and just, you know, the number that tells you why they won the game. Seattle had 39 minutes and 31 seconds of time of possession compared to just over 20 minutes for Minnesota. So he is running that offense officially. They are running the crap out of the ball, man. They're just running the ball so efficiently. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, 218 total yards rushing for both of them in that game. That is a great output from your rushing team. Any team that runs the ball that well is going to continue to win and get it done. And they're just getting it done in all aspects right now. They now sit atop of the NFC West. And that's something that we definitely didn't expect. When we look at this Minnesota front seven here, they have really defended the run great this season. Obviously, that got exposed against the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if it was home field advantage there in Seattle. We know that that environment is crazy. But geez Louise, they did absolutely have a great game. Carson and Penny, like you, touched on have had a great season and when they're controlling the ball like this and Russell Wilson is playing efficient football I know he had that fluke of an interception there but other than that I mean they played pretty flawlessly and the fact that they can keep hold of the ball Russell Wilson's having an MVP caliber season like we mentioned earlier I mean this team is going to be tough to beat like I thought that their weakness was going to be in their defense but situationally their defense is stepping up and making plays when they need to and allowing this offense to really carry them against some of these big NFC uh, opponents that they've been going up against. So I am really shocked with the Seahawks as well. I had them going 9-7. and seven. Um, I did not think that they were going to be a threat. But with this game, I mean, it was a must win for them. I mean, they lose to Minnesota. They're bumped down to the second wild card. And if they win, they're now uh, in the second 
place in the NFC, and they're looking like if they went out, that they're going to have a bye uh, going into the playoffs, which that is huge for them. And I mean, another thing to touch on, I mean, the Vikings here, like they had a chance to move up in the rankings. And I mean, if they would have won this game, that week 16 game that they have against the Packers uh, was going to be for basically the division crown. And uh, that that kind of really hurts this Minnesota team going in a, a game under, and now they're going to have to play the Packers a game under. I just, I don't know where this Minnesota team is going to go from here. I think that as of right now, it's looking like that they're going to stay in that wild card spot. But, I mean, you never know. This was a big loss for them, and this was a moment that Kirk Cousins really needed to step up in primetime football because now he's sitting at 0-8 on Monday Night Football. It's interesting you say that statistic because we know Kirk Cousins has struggled in the prime time over the course of his career. But, you know, let's look at this. Overall, the Vikings – and their four losses, all four of their losses have come within 10 points or less. And that just goes to show you right now that they're not a team that can make a deep playoff run. Maybe they can sneak into the playoffs at that second wild card spot. That's what it's looking like right now. They sit one game ahead of the Rams right now for that. But on the other hand, you know, they just don't, I just don't think they can make a deep playoff run. They're not a clutch team. They haven't shown that. They did get a clutch win over the Cowboys and Broncos two and three weeks ago before this Seattle game. But right now, they're just, they're a team that has too many questions. You know, they're only one game behind the Packers and they have a decent schedule coming up. They play the the Lions this coming Sunday, then head at Chargers, then Packers and Bears both at home to end the season. So they're going to have three tough division games in their next four to end the season. We're really going to see what this team is made of, and we're really going to see what Kirk Cousins is about because this is his year. Of all years he's had any chance to do anything and show who he is, this is his year. He's going to have to step it up. I'm going to I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think this game against the Lions is a trap game right here. The Lions have nothing to lose. You know, Matthew Stafford is still out you know they're still going to want to throw the ball they're still going to want to make big plays and I think the Lions are going to come out firing and you know this might be a game where the Vikings could slip up for my you know personal fandom sake I hope they do slip up because I need the Rams to get in the playoffs I need them to keep losing but the Vikings right now a lot of questions around you know if they're a legit playoff team and right now I don't really know if they are you, so you, right now you're saying that if the Minnesota Vikings make the playoffs well, do you think they can make any kind of noise if they get in there no absolutely not all right, well, let's move on to another big game here on primetime. It was Sunday night football. Uh, the Patriots headed down to Houston, Texas to play on the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson and company there. That was a huge game. And to be honest with you, I was shocked. I thought the New England Patriots matched up against this Houston Texans team that has really struggled, especially in their secondary. Uh, so I thought it was going to be a good matchup for Tom Brady and this these New England wide receiver core that have struggled a little bit offensively. I thought going up against the team that has really had a bad season in their secondary with the intelligence of Tom Brady, the genius of Bill Belichick, I figured that they would come in and they would have a solid game and show what they could actually do against the premier AFC opponent, and we did not get that. Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans and company, I know the final score showed that it was close, but if you watch that game, it was not close at all. Do you want to you want to tell us what you saw in that game? You know, it's interesting that you say that it wasn't close at all because it's kind of crazy. You look at the stats, and just looking at the stat sheet, you would think if you looked blindly at the stat sheet and would have thought who won this game, you would have thought New England would. They had the time of possession, 29 first downs to Houston's 16. Better third down efficiency, better red zone efficiency, and it's just – 
I don't know. This is an odd game. It's one of those games where the Patriots have kind of done what they've done all season. We've seen that offense isn't really too powerful. They actually had 300 yards passing, but we know that Tom Brady has struggled with his chemistry with his receivers, and he just he hasn't really. What's crazy about that is another stat that you know it's kind of misleading. Tom Brady is fifth in the league in passing yards, and he hasn't looked his best that we've seen him live up to all season, and it's because of those receivers. So I mean, right now the offense just isn't running as efficiently as it would like. But like I've been telling you all all week. I told Jack this, you know, our Patriots friend that uh, that lives with us. I told him, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, how however the Patriots struggle. We see this every year and I've said this in past episodes. The Patriots tend to, you know, slip up one or two times, three or four even sometimes, and, you know, it doesn't matter in the end. Bill Belichick is, you know, head and shoulders the best coach in the league. Tom Brady's the GOAT, man. You know what's going to happen. They are gonna they might lose one or two more games, but come playoff time, they're going to flick that switch, and just like that, they're going to be back to how we've always seen them. So, no, an interesting stat that came out this week, I don't know if you're really big into pro football focus here, but they did oh, yeah. a they did a they did they analysis on all the quarterbacks and how they were playing this year, and Tom Brady actually came in ranked 10th on on the list on football on uh, quarterbacks playing this year. I know there's been a lot of things going on social media about how Mitchell Trubisky has better numbers than Tom Brady, which I think is kind of ridiculous considering what Brady has. Brady doesn't have very good tight ends. His receivers, one, Edelman's getting a little bit old. They got rid of Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown. They lost a lot of depth in there. Uh, so, I mean, with what he's got, I don't think he's playing that bad. The offense is just not looking good because he just doesn't have the proper weapons around him. And I got to give credit to my guy, Colin Cowherd, because he he pointed out a great fact this week while I was watching his show. And he said that through all the years that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have been together, out of all the skill positions that they have gotten, he has only drafted, and I mean drafted, I mean they've picked up Randy Moss, they've they've signed Wes Welker, all that kind of things, but the only pro bowler that he has ever drafted is Rob Gronkowski. That's it. And as of right now, you get rid of Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, obviously, I mean they got rid of him for a reason because he's calling out the owner, and, and obviously he's a little bit of a head case, but... He has no weapons, no down uh, down the field threat, and no big guy to solidify like he had in Rob Gronkowski. So, I mean, I think Brady's playing fine. I think the Patriots are going to be fine, kind of like how you mentioned. I mean, yeah, they're playing right here, but, I mean, come playoff time, do you think this team is a Super Bowl team right now? You know... I can, you know, I can sit here and analyze and overanalyze the Patriots and talk about their stats and all this. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to say what I did. I witnessed it last year in the Super Bowl, man. I mean, they're just they're unstoppable in the playoffs. Nobody has we've never seen a dynasty like this Belichick and Brady combo. We've never seen it. And until they, you know, retire or lose another Super Bowl, they're they're always going to hold that, you know, high above everything else to me. You can analyze anything you want with this team, but come playoff time, this is a different football team. The league knows that and all of us surely are too smart to think that they're going to slip up and anything's going to change this year so yeah they're still my AFC favorite sure the Ravens look great they look awesome they look like the class of the AFC they did beat the Patriots but come playoff time this Patriots team always 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 is head and shoulders above the rest of the league and we've seen that in recent years so yes they're they're still I mean a, a Super Bowl favorite for me and going into that, when we look at the AFC playoff picture here, they are still the number two seed. And when it comes to playing, you know, teams like they played Baltimore, they played them, you know, in the middle of the season where the weather is not as bad. This New England team is built to play in bad weather come January. My thing with the Patriots is this Patriots team is nowhere near, in my opinion, as good as they were last year. But I still see them as a team that if they can get a bye and at least get one home game, that they're still going to be in the conference championship. 
if they're in the conference championship, I always give them a chance to win and be in the Super Bowl. So with that being said, as long as they don't slip up here in the regular season, they keep that one or two seed in the AFC. I still see them as the favorite because especially playing up against Lamar Jackson in the weather, in the elements, Brady's been there, Belichick's been there. They are prepared. They've been in the moment. They've seen success. I just don't see anybody beating them right now. A lot of people are kind of getting over head over heels over some of these flashier AFC teams like the Texans, the Chiefs, the Ravens. Like they all have flashy young quarterbacks that can that are mobile that can that can make those deep throws. But I mean, when it comes to January football, man, I'm telling you, this Patriots team is going to be dangerous, and we're going to see that with Bill Belichick's plan. But coming up next, guys, we are going to get in a huge matchup uh, with the Ravens and 49ers that we saw this past weekend, possibly a Super Bowl preview, maybe. Uh, we're going to get into that and the playoff picture, our updated predictions, coming up next on the Joes on the Pros podcast. Last week, we discussed that there were many huge matchups with playoff implications in Week 13 in the NFL, and that was a huge matchup that was maybe a Super Bowl you know, preview, and that was the 49ers taking on the Ravens. The 49ers headed to Baltimore in probably the game of the year thus far. Both teams went into that game with one or two losses. Both teams on top of their respective conferences, and the Ravens ultimately came out with the win 20-17 to in another convincing fashion. Lamar Jackson again dominated. He had 105 yards in the air and a touchdown, another 100 plus yards on the ground and a touchdown and the Ravens were able to grind out an impressive victory over a 49ers team that has been dominant all year. Now Junie, do you honestly think this was going to be a Super Bowl preview? Do you think these two teams have the best shot to make it out of what we've seen so far? Out of what we've seen so far during the regular season, yes, but like we discussed earlier in our last segment is that playoffs and in that January football is going to make a lot of difference and I think that that could be an outcome uh, that could shape up how the Super Bowl matchup but if you're asking me if this is a potential matchup uh, for Super Bowl 54 I definitely think these two teams are should be considered one of the favorites in their respective conferences to meet up I mean it was a great matchup it's the two best rushing teams in the National Football League right now and it shows they were basically dead even on rushing stats San Francisco had a little bit more passing yards, but Baltimore controlled the time of possession. It was a really grinded out battle between the two. Lamar Jackson didn't look particularly that well in the passing game. Obviously, the elements had a little bit of a factor to that, but also San Francisco's defense uh, at the same time had something to do with that as well. I mean, these two teams are really, really evenly matched, and I think them playing in Miami in some good conditions would make for a lot more, you know, fun, uh, higher scoring, interesting game, stat-filled game than the one we saw, but even then, even with the rain, even in the elements, it was still a grinded-out huge game against two teams with really good defenses, well-coached offenses, and I tell you what, the Ravens really showed that they can compete with anybody in this league. I mean, let's look at who the Ravens have beaten so far. I mean, they 
blew out the Patriots. They blew out the Houston Texans. They blew out the Seattle Seahawks. And now they beat the 49ers. They're beating everybody in the upper echelon rankings of the NFL right now. And it was a very, very impressive win. And obviously, Tucker with the game-winning field goal. I mean, when it comes down to somebody, I don't really know many names in the National Football League right now that I would want a kicker in that moment than Justin Tucker. And they just got it done on all levels, man. I mean, they look really, really impressive. With this victory for the Ravens, that officially cements them at the top of the AFC at 10-2. and They have the tiebreaker over the Patriots with that victory they got over them earlier this season. And with the loss for the 49ers, that puts them currently in the first wild card spot. The Saints are now the first seed, and the Seahawks have taken the lead in the NFC West because the Seahawks have beaten the 49ers once this year. But the 49ers, let's touch on them for a minute. The 49ers, what can you say? A tough loss, you know, nothing to be too disappointed about coming within three points of on arguably the hottest team in the league right now, and they're still in good position. They're tied right now with the Seahawks, even though the Seahawks got the tiebreaker, and their upcoming schedule has some games on it of note. They go at New Orleans this coming Sunday. That is going to be another epic battle between 10 and 2 football teams, another elite matchup. Cannot wait to see that one. Then they play the Falcons at home, Rams at home, and then at Seahawks. So it does not look like it's going to get easy for the 49ers down the stretch. And of those games, you know, which one do you think that this which ones do you think that the 49ers are going to come out on top of them? Ultimately, what do you think is the 49ers destination for here as it gets tougher? I mean, honestly, when you look at their final schedule in this stretch, I definitely think the Seahawks have the advantage considering they won that first game against the 49ers on that awesome Monday night football game that ended up going into overtime. Um, but yeah, no, Seattle's already played New Orleans. Uh, they've already, you know, they've already played a bunch of these other teams. And these final four games, none of them are going to be a cakewalk. I mean, Week to week, Atlanta can pop off. You never know. We've seen them compete with with really good teams as they've beaten the Saints earlier this year. And then you also have to play the Rams again. The Rams look like they're getting hot. They're feeding Gurley some more. And it looks like they caught a rhythm after blowing out Arizona. And then you got to play Seattle in Seattle after they already beat you in your place. I mean, that's really rough. So right now I'm going to give it the edge to the Seattle Seahawks, just particularly because they already have the tiebreaker over them. And then I think that their schedule down the stretch is going to be a little bit more but still like even even with them being the first wild card because that just shows how deep the NFC is right now I still think that this team plays good football and I think that the way that they play they play smash mouth defense with that front seven really controlling the pace getting after the quarterback causing turnovers and they they are the second best rushing team behind the Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Ravens are setting records NFL records for rushing this year so if that says anything about how this football team can run the ball stop people on defense control the time of possession, I think they're still going to be fine. Uh, it's going to be a huge test this weekend. That's the game of the week for me this weekend is them going into New Orleans. That is going to be a huge test for both these teams. Right now, I've been saying New Orleans is the best team in the NFC all year long up until um, last week after the 49ers absolutely dusted the Green Bay Packers um, in that game there. But uh, this is probably going to be the big test for the Niners and the Saints to see who is the dominant team in the NFC right now. I think whoever wins that game right now is going to be my favorite in the NFC to come out. 
Speaking of tough tests, the Ravens have a tall task at hand on Sunday as well. They head to Buffalo to face that Bills Mafia that's always tough to play against and the rolling Bills that sit at 9-3 and three currently in that first wild card spot. Josh Allen has come on of late. He's playing good football, but the Ravens have a little bit more favorable of a schedule coming up. They go at Bills this Sunday, then they got Jets, then at Browns, and then your Steelers the last week of the season, which is going to have a big impact. So down the stretch, the Ravens have a little bit more easier of a schedule, and we'll get into this now as we transition into our playoff picture. So ultimately, let's go down the list in the AFC and the NFC and kind of talk about how we think it's actually going to turn out. Things are really starting to get dicey as we get into the later parts of the season. A lot of big games coming up with huge playoff impacts. So first, let's start with the AFC. And in the AFC, we discussed a little bit earlier, we both think the Patriots are still a Super Bowl contender, ultimately the favorite at this point, because they always turn it on in the playoffs. You got the Ravens right there, but let's kind of talk about these bottom four teams. You got the Texans and Chiefs sitting both at eight and four, the Bills at nine and three, and then that last wild card spot is a dog fight right now. Steelers and Titans at seven and five. Titans with a huge win this past week over the Colts to put themselves in that conversation. So kind of that bottom four, how do you think that's going to turn out right there? You're going to call me crazy for saying this, but I think the Buffalo Bills actually have a potential uh, to not make the playoffs this season. And then let me tell you why. is because the Buffalo Bills have to play the Baltimore Ravens, the New England Patriots, and the Pittsburgh Steelers in their final three games. All three games, I think that they can potentially lose because they're going into Foxborough. When was the last time they won in Foxborough? I can't tell you. You're going to have to Google that one because I've never seen the Buffalo Bills win in Foxborough. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens. The best the best team the Buffalo Bills have beaten all year is the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys haven't gotten one win over a 500 club. And that was the same thing with the Bills before they beat them on Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah, they beat the Tennessee Titans earlier this year, but that was when Marcus Mariota was, was still at the helm. And you've seen what Tannehill has been able to do and to transform this Tennessee offense into something a lot more than what Mariota could do. So yes, we're looking at a Buffalo Bills team that we really haven't seen yet. This is going to decide what they are. I personally think that they lose to Baltimore. I think they go to Pittsburgh and lose, and I think they lose at New England. I think that they could potentially lose, and I think Pittsburgh might be able to move up to the first wild card spot, and I think that Tennessee might sneak in there at the second if they can split one with Houston. That's a really tough schedule there for Tennessee because they got to play Houston twice, and then they also got to play the New Orleans Saints. And so I think that they and they and another thing too, this is another crazy game this weekend is they go to Oakland. And Oakland on the road has looked terrible, you know, getting smacked by the Jets and then going to Kansas City and looking god awful as well when they're competing for, you know, the lead in their division. But going into Oakland, we've seen how crazy Oakland fans are this year because this is their last year. This is it for them. And I think that they are going to play a lot better at home. So tough four games for them. Uh, The Colts have a favorable schedule, but they've been up and down all year. It's going to be a tough, tough matchup. But if I had to pick how it's going to play out, I think the Steelers are definitely going to be in. They go to Arizona this weekend. I think they get a win there. They play Buffalo at home. I think they get a win there. They play the Jets at the Jets. And with, I mean, the Jets just lost to the Bengals. I think they can beat the Jets. And then they go to Baltimore week 17. And depending on how that plays out, Baltimore might not have Lamar Jackson playing. So I definitely think the Steelers are going to get in. That last spot, if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick Tennessee because Tennessee has played really, really well. Their offensive numbers under Tannehill are a lot, are very, very high. Their yards per play are more than Kansas City, which is saying something right now. And I mean, I think that they can get it done. If they win one against Houston, they get that win against Oakland, 
one. They lose the other one against uh, Houston and then probably are going to lose to the Saints. I mean, I still think that they can get in that last spot, which will be really interesting considering how they started the season with Marcus Mariota. Now, out of these bottom four teams, I definitely think that the Texans are going to pull out this division. I've discussed all season long how I really don't have a liking for the way Tennessee runs their offense and just that team in general. Very defensive-minded, conservative football. I don't think they're a playoff team, although they have a very interesting schedule coming up. Like you said, huge game against the Raiders and then two against the Texans. That's going to be tough for the Titans. I don't think they're going to make it. I think the Texans definitely win the AFC South. I think the Chiefs, without a doubt, win the AFC. West. I've talked about the Bills highly all year. Love what Josh Allen's been doing. He's really picking it up, getting it going. We're really going to see this Sunday the measuring stick of that team, how they play against the Ravens. And you know, you're going to be proud of me, man. I gotta say, I really just think the Steelers have to make that last wildcard spot right now. They just, they have consistently found ways to win, and that's what impresses me about this team. They find ways to win, and that defense is just nasty, man. So at this point, I just can't, I can't put enough faith in the Titans, the Raiders, or the Colts to jump the Steelers for that last spot. I just can't do it. And you know, speaking of the Colts, it's really disappointing to see how the Colts' season has been such a roller coaster. They've all of a sudden lost four out of their last five, not playing good football right now. And you know, it's really one of those things they had an early season lead in that division and they've really just fizzled out I don't think the Colts have any shot at making it I think the Titans and the Raiders have a chance you know good as good of a chance as the Steelers ultimately it's going to see we're going to see how that, their schedule plays out they got tough schedules Steelers have a pretty favorable schedule so I think they're going to find a way to make it in and I really think the Bills are going to get that first wild card spot so but let's move on to the NFC what were you going to say I was I, I just I just got to ask this one last thing yeah you know you know where I'm going on my birthday yeah, you of know, course. You Huge know. game, man. You know Huge I'm going. Game. They bumped it up to Sunday Night Football, oh, Steelers yeah. versus Bills. I got to ask you, who wins that game? I, I got to. I want. I want to hear it from you. Who wins that game? You know. I've been so high on the Bills all year, and I got to stay high on them. You know, tough environment. Like I said, Heinz Field's tough. The Steelers have been finding ways to win, but I think the maturation of Josh Allen is he's coming into his own right now. I think the Bills have a small edge in that game. I think it will be a very close game, great atmosphere, great you know, prime time game. I think the Bills just edge him out in that one just because of Josh Allen's playmaking ability. I love what I'm seeing from him right now, but I, I got to go with the Bills, man. Before we get to the NFC, I want to say this one thing about the Bills. So the Bills are in the AFC East, so they're playing the Dolphins of and course. the Jets twice. This season, the AFC East is matched up with the NFC East, so they're also playing the worst conference in football. Sure. The schedule has been abysmal, and like I said, their best win so far on their resume, outside the Tennessee game with Mariota, because that I mean I don't really count that, is the Dallas Cowboys. And we know what the Dallas Cowboys is. They've been a choke job all year. They haven't beaten a single team over 500. so I'm just telling you, I think when the Bills get down this stretch, I think they're going to get worn down. I think they're going to get exposed. This is the team that got blasted by Philadelphia, and we know what we've seen from Philadelphia. I don't believe in the Buffalo Bills. I don't think they're going to make it. It's going to be tough for the Bills, as we spoke of. A tough schedule for them down the stretch. Certainly very interested to see how that plays out. But let's get into the very, very tough, much tougher than the AFC NFC playoff race. Now we discussed earlier, the Saints are currently the one seed with the loss that the 49ers had to the Ravens. The Seahawks now are atop the NFC West with a win on Sunday. But let's talk about this top of the NFC because it's really crowded, much more so than the AFC. Of these three 10-2 teams, 
you know, I'm I'm one of the thinkers like you that I have faith in the Saints more so than I do the Seahawks and the 49ers just because Drew Brees and their experience. I think the Saints are somehow going to pull out that one seed just like they did last year. It's kind of eerie how it's kind of, you know, coming to the same situation it was last year for the Saints. I think they're the class of the NFC. Uh, you know, I hate to see the Niners and the Seahawks that good this year because it's just killing my Rams. Rams still play each of those teams. They're going to need to get one of those wins to certainly have a shot at the playoffs. So, you know, at the top of the NFC, who is it looking like for you are going to be those top two seeds? Um, right now, I'm saying the Saints, and I'm going to say the Seahawks, just because of their schedules going down the stretch. Um, I definitely think that the Saints are the most balanced team. They're the most consistent team. I'm not seeing a lot of flash from the Saints. This is similar to how they were last year. They got off to a great start last season, and then they kind of fizzled out a bit. What I'm hoping to see from them this season is that since Drew Brees had that injury, he's been sitting out a little bit, that he can come in a little bit more fresh into the into this season's playoffs than he did last year. So I think that they're going to keep it consistent their division isn't that good I think they're going to uh, you know finish out strong and I think they're going to take the top seed like I said San Fran's got a much harder schedule than Seattle I think that is the difference and I most definitely think that the Seahawks are going to win the NFC West now the bottom of the NFC is where it gets really really tough the Cowboys currently sit at that four seed just because the NFC East I mean, the NFC Lee, sorry about that, uh, is so weak. You know, somehow the, the uh, Eagles are still within a game of the Cowboys. That division race is certainly going to be interesting, but this last wild card spot is what is really most interesting. Vikings sitting at 8 and 4, Rams at 7 and 5. I'm personally hoping the Vikings slip up. I really don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a good chance it will, but the Rams got something to prove to me this week against the Seahawks. Uh, even the Bears, they sit at 6-6 six and six right now, an outside shot to get in. No way I, I think they make it with that offense right now. But the bottom of the NFC, you know, I hate to say it. I want to say the Rams are going to make it. I really do. But until they prove to me they can beat Seattle this Sunday, then I don't think they're going to make it. I think the Vikings still will. But who, who is your last wild card team in the NFC? Um, right now, I'm going to say that it's the Minnesota Vikings as well. Like I said, Casey, I think personally – if I'm going to be if I'm going to be frankly honest with you, you know I shoot you straight about it. Uh, I think the Rams are a better team than the Minnesota Vikings, and I think that if they got into the playoffs, that they would make more noise than the Minnesota Vikings are, especially with that matchup against the Green Bay Packers. I just don't see them uh, beating Green Bay, especially going into Lambeau Field in January. But with that being said, we just got to look at this. I mean. Ural's division, the NFC West is just the they're they're the best division in football this season. I mean, they have the best teams. I mean, even though Arizona is not looking that great, they're only a three win team so far. They're still a tough out. Like they they held their own against San Francisco twice, which says something about that team and that organization. Even though you all smacked them last week, but I gotta say this: Minnesota plays against their division. I mean, they. They got to play. They play Chicago and Detroit. You all got to play Seattle and San Francisco again. I just think that just because of the schedule and how difficult it's going to be, that they're going to edge you out. If it was a level playing field, I would definitely think that you all would get the edge. But as of right now, I am. I'm taking. I'm taking Minnesota just as a safe bet. But I'm telling you what: if those Rams get hot and they show what they showed last week against Arizona, they can build off that. Keep giving Tur- Gurley the ball. Jared Goff feeling comfortable in the pocket. I tell you what, that is a team that will be scary going into the playoffs and a team that nobody wants to see in the NFC. 
I certainly hope so. And we got just four weeks left in the NFL. So hard to believe that only four weeks are left, and it's getting down to crunch time in this playoff picture. But coming up next, we got our favorite part of the Joes on the Pros podcast. We will get into our always special riddle rankings. And back this week is fantasy focus for the first week in most people's playoff hopes for fantasy football. Coming up next on the Joes on the Pros podcast. So last week, we got into our riddle rankings, and a majority of these teams are starting to stay in here because, you know, teams are going down the stretch, and teams are starting to hit, uh, you know, their grind. They're starting to get momentum going into the playoffs. So majority of these teams are still in, but we obviously got a new number 10 because that seems to be the spot that nobody can really hold down from week to week. But number 10 is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yeah, and I sound, like a, I sound like a hypocrite here because I was just bashing the Bills. I still don't think they're good. I think they're going to, you know, fall out of this number 10 spot after the this weekend, of course, uh, because they play the Baltimore Ravens, but they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're a nine and three team going down the stretch. And if they can prove to me that they can beat a good team such as Baltimore, you know, maybe I might change my mind about the Buffalo Bills, but they're coming in at number 10, probably going to bounce out next week, though. Uh, coming in at number nine, I got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yeah, they, they, played really tough in Seattle in that Monday night shootout. Uh, Kirk Cousins just can't get it done in prime time. He's 0-8 on Monday night football. And when it comes down to looking at these teams, yes, Minnesota has one of the most talented overall rosters in the league, but they can't get it done in the big moment. They haven't won a playoff game in a very, very long time. Um especially under Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, obviously, they had a good season in 2017, but you look at this year, they just cannot win the big games. I don't think that they're going to win the big games, especially if they make it into the playoffs. Coming in at number eight, the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely demolished the Oakland Raiders, but this is why nobody should be surprised about it because Oakland's defense is not that talented. I tell you what, it's just a huge difference between Oakland outside uh, of Oakland on the road playing against other teams. I mean, we just saw them got blasted by the Jets. We just saw them get blasted by KC. Uh, the Chiefs have struggled against not as you know not as good teams as they are, and until they can pr- beat a better team like they can this weekend against the New England Patriots, big game. I'll be watching out for that, Kansas City Chiefs. If you can beat the Patriots, then we'll talk about how you are going to be a more elite team, but that defense is not impressed me yet. You beat the Raiders. I don't trust you yet. Uh, coming in at number seven, the Patriots got exposed against the Houston Texans. We talked about it earlier. Uh, I mean, I tell you what, these receivers cannot do it for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's just getting to the age where he needs more talent. I mean, I think that they possibly might give Antonio Brown a, a chance again. I mean, just because of how much they're struggling, just how much Tom Brady wants to win. Uh, don't take that out of the question. I think that he might have a chance of coming back. I don't want to see that happen, but it's a possibility knowing Tom Brady and his influence in that organization and his forgiveness level of players such as that. Coming in at number six, the team that 
beat the New England Patriots. They looked really impressive off, on offense. That defense stepped up. I still don't trust that defense, but right now they are starting to hit a groove and they are starting to play a lot better football than they did the first half of the season. That is the Houston Texans. I mean, Deshaun Watson is just out of his mind. And if he can keep uplifting this team and getting more production out of his lesser talented players, then I tell you what, he might be in the run uh, to make a run in this AFC playoff picture. Coming in at number five, Oh, reliable Green Bay Packers. I mean, yeah, they had a tough loss against the 49ers, but how do you bounce back? You absolutely decimate the Giants at home in the cold. I mean, it shows the elements. Uh, Daniel Jones, although the Giants haven't had that great of a season, he's been a pretty accurate quarterback, and the fact that Green Bay can really shut him down, show that home field advantage, especially if they can you know, compete and try and stay in the top three seed range uh, you know, in the playoff picture, then I definitely think that they are going to be a threat. They're still a pretty good team. I don't think that they are a top two team in the NFC like I did previous in the season. The defense has gotten a little bit exposed as the season has wind down, so they are coming in at number five. Coming in at number four, I got the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, a lot of people have been putting them in the top three of their rankings, but I'm still not sold on them yet. Uh, yeah, they beat the 49ers early this year, but they didn't have Emmanuel Sanders. They didn't have Kittle, and they didn't have Robbie Gold, uh, You know, who probably would have sunken some of those kicks, and we wouldn't even be talking about this conversation of them being the second seed in the NFC. Coming in at number three, the team that I do think that's better than the Seattle Seahawks, and that is the 49ers. Yes, I said the 49ers are most likely going to be the wild card due to their schedule, but I'm telling you what, come playoff time, I think that they can make some noise because of the way that this defense is going to travel, the way that they run the ball, control the time of possession. I think that this team can be the best, but as of right now, they have fallen to the wild card, and that is the only reason they, they have fallen out of the number two spot because they are in the wild card, which gives them a disadvantage going into playoff time. Coming in at number two, it is the New Orleans Saints. They haven't been flashy. They haven't been the most pretty team, but they've been very, very consistent on both sides of the ball. I tell you what, like I said earlier, if Drew Brees keeps getting this rest. I know he had that injury earlier, but if he can steep, keep playing at a consistent level, I'm telling you what, this New Orleans Saints team can be very dangerous. And going into the Superdome, if they have home field advantage, I guarantee you they don't make the same mistakes as they did last year, and they will capitalize on it uh, unlike they did last year when they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship. Coming in at number one, it, I mean... It's not even. It's not even a question anymore. The Ravens are the number one team in the league. They've beaten the top tier teams in this league. Uh, they have proven to us since starting the season two and two when we thought that you know maybe they might struggle against bigger competition. They have absolutely flushed that down the toilet. This team can play against any team in this league. And I tell you what, if Lamar Jackson keeps playing how he's playing, and this team doesn't shrivel up in January football. January football is a real thing. If they can run the ball, keep playing defense, they got playmakers on both sides of the ball. Getting Marcus Peters was a huge acquisition for this team. They needed a big playmaker cornerback that can make big plays so that this defense could take more risk. And that is exactly what they've done. This defense has stepped up from being a mediocre team in order to being an elite team. And on top of what Lamar Jackson's been able to do, the protection that he's gotten, the run game from Mark Ingram, this team is the most balanced team right now. And seeing how they're playing it is going to be a, a, a bloodbath in the AFC to see which one of these young quarterbacks or the Patriots can make it out of here because a lot of these teams are looking very evenly matched, making it very interesting going down the stretch. And that is this week's Riddles Rankings. No doubt about it. 
the riddle rankings are accurate in that the Ravens are simply the best team in football right now. No arguing that. Come playoff time, we might have a different discussion, but Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are running the league right now. Now, speaking of running the league, there is a hot receiver, a couple hot receivers, they are going to start my locks for Fantasy Focus this week, and that first receiver is DJ Moore. DJ Moore is on a streak right now of six consecutive games with at least five catches, and in two of those games, he has a touchdown or more. Last week, he had 75 yards and a touchdown. The week before that, he had 126 yards and two touchdowns. Even though Kyle Allen is at quarterback, he is killing it right now. I actually picked him up. Just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Casey, but I actually picked him up no, for the good playoffs pickup. this week. I hope he I hope he shows out because my receivers have been banged up. Picked him up off the waivers in my money league, so hopefully he shows out. I hope you're right. He's he's going to show up, man. Count on it. He is an elite receiver now. He is in that wide receiver one category on your fantasy roster. Lock him into your lineup. Now, another lock in your lineup is Devontae Parker from... Louisville. That's right. Devontae Parker is killing it. In fact, since week five, he has not had a game where he had under 10 points in PPR leagues. He is definitely the go-to target in that sluggish Miami offense. He's all they got on offense. He's getting the ball. He had 159 yards and two touchdowns last week. That's good for 34.9 points in PPR leagues. He's got to be locked into your lineup. He's just a go-to target in a monster season this year he is having. Now for my sleepers this week. Sleepers this week, people you should put in your lineup and make the gamble on just because you think they're going to have good games. And starting with my sleepers, I'm going to go with my man, Josh Allen. Josh Allen has such a high floor because of his running ability. He has at least... 40 yards rushing, and he has a touchdown in two out of his last three weeks. He has at least a touchdown rushing in four of his last five games. That is very impressive. Any quarterback with that rushing ability is going to be very successful in fantasy. He is the fifth-ranked fantasy quarterback points-wise this year, and he's just killing it, man. Go ahead and throw him in your lineup. Tough matchup against the Ravens, but... Hey, make the risk, man. Put him in your lineup. He can run. He can throw. He's starting to put it together. He's one of my sleepers for this week. Now, speaking of sleepers, another sleeper I think involved in this same game, people might want to keep out of their lineups, but I think you should keep him in, is Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, we know he's going to get the carries. There's only been one game this season where he didn't get at least 12 carries, and that was against Cincinnati. Easy win for the Baltimore Ravens there. But Mark Ingram, we know he's going to get the volume in such a high-powered running offense. He's had a touchdown in two out of his last three games. He's even had a couple multi-touchdown games this year and you know he's going to get that volume he's even been catching the ball too two out of his last three games he's had at least one receiving touchdown put Mark Ingram in your lineup he's going to be a sleeper don'ts for this week now I hate to say this because he's been my QB one in one of my main leagues all year long but Matt Ryan I don't know this Falcons offense has been boomer bust all year and he just hasn't been getting it done in standard leagues with six points for a touchdown Matt Ryan has had only one game with 20-plus fantasy points in the last four. He had 20 last game, seven the week before that, and then 18 two weeks in a row. Not something you want from your QB1, especially in playoff time. I don't know if I'm putting Matt Ryan in any lineup this week. I'd put other guys like Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill even, above over him just because you can stream a guy for the playoffs and get big output, and I don't think Ryan's going to do much against that Carolina defense this week. Now, another don't this week for your lineup, don't put Alshon Jeffrey in your lineup, man. I know he had a big week last week. He had 28 points. He's been hurt all year. We know he can, he's you know prone to dropping passes, but he's got a favorable matchup this week against the Giants, but I wouldn't trust it. All year long, that Eagles offense has been sketchy. They lost last week to the Dolphins, and I just don't have faith in anybody in the Eagles receiving core. Not a good receiving core all year long. 
Don't put Alshon Jeffrey in your lineup. That's your fantasy focus for this week. Good luck to all of you in the playoffs this week. I know I'm certainly hoping for some playoff luck, as I'm hoping for you all. Fantasy focus, riddle rankings, good segment here. I, you know, that was a great fantasy focus there. The only one that I probably have to disagree with is the Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to do well against the Ravens. They obviously uh, shut down another mobile quarterback in Russell Wilson in Seattle. So we will just see how that goes. But another great episode. Like I said, guys, we've been going week to week and saying this. It is going down to the wire. It is so close. This has been one of the best NFL seasons overall uh, that I have personally seen and kept up with. It's been it's been really, really hard-nosed, hard-knock football it's going down to the wire. Very tight race on both sides. We got the Rams in contention. We got my Steelers in contention. So we are full-blown eyes glued to the TV to see what happens, to see if our teams are going to make it in. But, yes, great football coming up this weekend. A lot of great matchups. Stick with us for all the coverage on the NFL next week on the Joes on the Pros podcast.